It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 Podcast with Matt and Tommy. Yeah, flew through that one. Don't know why. Um, we are here to talk about the Miami Grand Prix again, but this time driver ratings edition, which always creates a beautiful amount of debate, does it not, Tom Bellingham? Sure does, um, but it's just an opinion, remember. It's just an opinion which is washed, very, <laughs> very washed. Now, before we get into the driver ratings, we need to share our five-star review. This one comes in from Quack Quack Goosey from the USA. If you want yours to be read out, please leave us a five-star review and tell us why you love this podcast. Quack Quack Goosey says, I was a massive F1 fan in the early 2010s, but stopped watching because it got boring. Then in 2019, I was re-watching some old F1 highlights and got a recommendation to you lot from the previous era and brought me right back with your absolute charm and love for the sport. Cheers, y'all. Thanks for bringing me back to the sport I love. You are most welcome, Quack Quack Goosey. Hopefully that's your actual name. I hope so. Um, me too. Right, let's get into the F1 driver ratings. Beginning... With Logan Sargent, qualified 20th, finished 20th. Tommy, you are, uh, you know, you came out with a little P20 mm. merchant uh, prediction <laughs> and it's come true, although you did say for the entire season. My rating for Logan is 2 out of 10. He he drove. He, he went round. <laughs> he competed. <laughs> he really struggled in qualifying, although, you know, it's a couple of tenths, but that's Formula One. Um, and then, yeah, just was one of the one of the two drivers to be lapped in the race, and he had a bit of contact, I think, on lap one as well, Head which stroll. caused him uh, caused him a, to have a an early pit stop, and he was just out of sync. There was no safety cars, there was no yellow flags, so he just stayed twentieth for the entire race. Yeah, I've also gone for a two out of ten for Logie Sarge. Damage on the first lap with Stroll, he was slow. And yeah, not not a good race at all when we saw what Alex Albon could do with, with that Williams. So yeah, a really poor home race. Uh, first American driver that we've seen in an American Grand Prix in a long time, or like not, not the US Grand Prix, but you know what I mean, an American Formula One race. Uh, and it didn't go very well, did it? No, it didn't. Um, I wonder how many passionate Logan Sargent fans there were after Sunday's race, uh, shouting his name and cheering. Uh, let's move to his teammate now, Alex Albon, who qualified 11th and finished the race in 14th. Now, he said the car was 9th, maybe 10th quickest. So I think in the post-race interview, he was gassing himself up a little bit for how high he brought that car. Uh, I'm going to give him... A 7 out of 10. It was a decent performance, I would say, from Alex, uh, especially in qualifying to almost get into Q3, but wasn't able to translate that into the race. Finished 14th. Um, but yeah, it's still a good performance. I've also gone for a 7 out of 10. I hope these aren't all going to be the same. <laughs> but I think it's a good, solid performance. He's doing a good job in that car. 
he's showing where Williams maybe could be with a good performance. Uh, it is very difficult. I think uh, him and also, also the Alpha Tauri drivers are difficult to kind of grade because yeah, they're they're against a rookie, if you like, and we never know how good that Williams actually is when Logan Sargent is obviously new and struggling. So, um, but I think Albon is doing a a very good job in that Williams and always puts it in a respectable place. So qualifying eleventh and finishing fourteenth when the midfield is so close is, I think, a pretty good performance in a Williams. Now I realise I've already messed up our alternative. I just went uh, with it. <laughs> going, but that's fine. We can you can do the next two, and then we can be back on track. Here we go. Then Nick DeVries is our next driver to speak about. Qualified fifteenth, finished the race in eighteenth. Tommy, he did. I've gone for a three out of ten, which maybe be a bit generous, but he's getting some points because he beat Sonoda in qualifying. His qualifying was good. And you're like, okay, this is the race for him now. Just don't make a mistake. And then sent it into turn one and smashed into the back of Norris. It wasn't smashed into the back of Norris, but obviously had the had the contact and he just needs a good weekend. And, you know, crashing again uh, is not good. And he was slow as, in the race as well. So three out of 10 for Nick. Uh, and ooh, we'll, we'll do our mid-season driver ratings uh but so far i would predict that he is comfortably p20 yeah people are wondering why, why have we not got a running tally but well, we've got a video in the mid-season where we look back through it all and we tot it all up uh, and we share that with you so don't worry it's coming uh, i've gone for a two out of ten for nick devries uh because he crashed in free practice one ruined my prediction and he also crashed into the back of norris uh, and ruined his own race as well as scuffed Lando's a bit as well uh I don't I, it's another terrible weekend for Nick DeVries yes in quali he did all right qualified 15th but points are made on the race day and it was a poor performance again and making that mistake on lap one turn one I know it was a small bit of contact but others aren't making contact you can't be doing that it's not a an f1 sprint lobby you know so uh yeah another poor weekend and if this continues we've got a week break and then we've got three races on the bounce if he doesn't have at least one six out of ten race uh from us obviously you know helmet marco tunes into the p1 podcast to uh to really ascertain uh where nick de Vries is in performances if he doesn't get one six out of ten i think that come the end of that triple header i don't think he's gonna be in for much longer nope what about yuki sonoda then next up Qualified 17th, finished the race in his beloved 11th place. Oh, poor Yuki. Uh, I've gone for a 7 out of 10. It's a solid performance. We mentioned Albin earlier. How good is the Alpha Tower? It's difficult to know. Is Yuki Snowder the absolute goat and completely outperforming it? Or is he just putting it where it should be? I think he's doing a really good job this season. Uh, one thing I didn't think to be saying after five races is that Yuki Snow is probably the most consistent driver in the entire championship because <laughs> uh, he's finished 11th, 11th, 10th, 10th, 11th, which is painful actually because there's not many points on offer this year uh, and he's been really good, uh, but this championship position doesn't really reflect how good he's been, I don't think, because he's only got two points finishes. But uh, the reason for a seven and not an eight is because he messed up his qualifying, should have been better. Uh, and if he'd qualified better, I reckon he might have sneaked a point. 
Very true. Uh, I've gone for an 8 out of 10 because I'm now starting to believe that Yuki Tsunoda is the GOAT and is driving <laughs> that car and its wheels off. Uh, I think he's doing an amazing job, uh, as you say. Incredibly consistent at the moment. Very unlucky to have 20 drivers finish the race and no one in front of him having any kind of problems. Otherwise, yeah, in, in any normal seasonal race, that would have been a ninth or a 10th place at the very least. So I think Yuki Tsunoda deserves an 8 out of 10. Probably the highest grade anyone's ever got for not scoring a point. Um, but he's he's trouncing Nick De Vries. I know not in quali, but still in the race, he did a, he did a great job. And, and yeah, I think Yuki deserves serves a high rating this week. We now go to Nico Hulkenberg, qualified 12th, finished the race in 15th. 5 out of 10 for me this time. I think it's straight down the middle. Did all right in quali, but it was still what could have been, I think, for Haas this weekend. And then in the race again, I think he struggled with tyre wear and it just it just didn't work out for him. Uh, I don't I'm not going to give him any lower than five, but yeah, I think it's just straight down the middle. I've also gone for a five for exactly the same reason, just middle of the road. Um, he was the worst of the Haas drivers, saw what his teammate could do, um, but it equally wasn't like a disaster, like a, like a Nick DeVries or something where he's made lots of mistakes. I know he had that crash in practice, but realistically, he was just kind of in that midfield. Uh, and it's one of those races, like you said, where 20 cars finished, so... Uh, a lot of people are missing out on points, even despite having a fairly mediocre and normal race. Absolutely. Uh, we now go to Kevin Magnussen, his teammate, qualified fourth, finished the race in 10th. I've gone for an 8 out of 10 for Kevin Magnussen. I think he did a really good job. If you look at that on paper, fourth to 10th, it sounds like he's had a bad race, but he completely put that house where it shouldn't be and he was always going to drop back and in a race where everyone finishes 10th is about the best he could have possibly hoped for so I think he got pretty much uh what he could out of that house and uh sorry to bring it up Matt but his battle with Leclerc was very nice as well some great some great battling uh, and it was really good to see so well done Kevin. certainly was I'm giving K-Mag a 9 out of 10 I think as you kind of highlighted there what more could he really have hoped for in in a Haas uh, he qualified incredibly well put that first banker lap in which was which was great and then fought Charles Leclerc like it was for the world title and drove incredibly well whilst doing it um and also again similar to Yuki Tsunoda no one had a problem in front of him the top eight are secured all apart from Lance Stroll obviously that that had a, a bit of a stinker this weekend finished behind both the Alpines and then he was intense so I don't think we can really ask for much more uh, from KMAG this weekend. So uh, a solid 9 out of 10 uh, score uh, from me. Uh, now go to Lance Stroll, who we just mentioned. Uh, he qualified 18th, finished the race in 12th. I am going for a big fat 3 out of 10 for Lance Stroll this weekend. I think it was a stinker. The fact that he qualified, he was literally dropped out of Q1 is pretty... Pretty bad, to say the least. Uh, and then not making anywhere near as much progress as we kind of thought he would in the Aston Martin. Whether that would have been going on a slightly different strategy and doing what Verstappen aimed to do and going long and using the pace of that car to, to get through. There was clearly pace because Fernando Alonso got another podium. But no points scored for Stroll, even though he started 18th. I don't know. I just don't feel like it was anywhere near good enough. Yeah, I've gone for a 4 out of 10 uh, for Stroll. His, they kind of gambled 
uh, to get through using, um, you know, not using extra tyres. And that really shows just how close that midfield is. But Alonso managed to get through fine. Um, and, you know, Lance should have had the pace to get through when Aston Martin are arguably second or third best car and Alonso stuck it on the front row. So um, it's still a four out of 10 because, like you say, I really expected him to make a lot more overtakes. The Aston Martin is a good car. We saw what Alonso could do. And yeah, I expected him to fly through the field, at least get a point. We've seen this year that it's kind of Formula A is that top four teams, which he is in. So he should be getting a point. Um, And yeah, just didn't make his way through the field as quick as I thought. And some people might be going, well, but guys, he he, he went up six places, but it's self-inflicted. It's the self-inflicted qualifying. Yeah. Just because he gains six positions doesn't mean he gets a high rating because he didn't score any points in the Aston Martin. Like it's yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's not a good weekend for Lance. Uh, we now go to someone who did have a great weekend, Fernando Alonso, qualified second, finished third. I've gone for a nine out of ten. It's almost like a ten out of ten performance because I'm like. What more could he have done realistically? It almost feels like, though, we have to save a 10 for a win, but then Red Bull are so clear that it's never going to happen unless they break down. So it's a difficult one. It's like that 9.5 territory. You've where... given Fernando a 10 for a th- third before. I don't know why uh, you went don't think, for it. A... I don't think I have, have I? Oh, uh, don't I don't think I have. have. Um, maybe because he qualified second, I'm thinking a 10 actually now. I think about it just because the Red Bulls are so far clear. Uh, and I did give Charles one last. You're going to have to lock it in because the editors sat ten. here going, ten. "Please tell me." Right there we Fernando, go. Tommy's ten. gone for a ten. There you go. He didn't need much persuading for that, did you? Jeez, of course it's Fernando Alonso. <laughs> this was the opposite of you, where I'm like, "Am I fanboying? Is it a ten? And you've convinced me. So there we go. Yep. And I have also gone for a ten out of ten. So there you go. I think that it was an incredible performance to stick it on the front row of the grid. Of course, it was a strange qualifying, but still to put that first lap in, uh, put himself in the mix, and then. Yeah, couldn't keep Verstappen at bay, managed to pass signs uh, by not getting uh, sort of concerned about the fact that signs went for a five-lap undercut, uh, just continued on his own strategy, got back past signs, and then was clear uh, in, in third place. Russell wasn't particularly close. Uh, so, yeah, what more could he really do? Another podium for Fernando. It's uh, it's quite the season he's having at the moment, and it ha- he does deserve a 10 out of 10 because he survived the biggest flop prediction as well. So um, what more could he possibly have done this weekend? Uh, we now go to Valtteri Bottas, qualified 10th, finished the race in 13th. Now, this is my biggest good surprise. I thought he did a good a good job, Valtteri. Uh, so I'm going to give him a 7 out of 10, uh, even though he did finish 13th. I think that Alfa Romeo really does just not have the pace to to keep drivers at bay, despite him running in around 8th position, I think it was, at some points during the race. Uh, so yeah, 7 out of 10. Yeah, gone for a 7. It's a good drive, if not spectacular, but I think he just probably got about as much as he could from, from the Alfa. Qualified very well, which is a very Bottas thing to do, and then race maybe wasn't wasn't quite there but um it's still a good performance uh just when everyone finishes the race you're not getting any points that's very true that sounded very will buxton x-esque from drive to survive didn't it? <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you don't get any 10. points you don't score a point <laughs> uh, next up joe guan Yu qualified 14th finished the race in 16th 
Uh, I've gone, no, I've not gone for anything. It's your go, Tommy. So <laughs> no one cares about what I've thought. I've gone for a five out of 10. Uh, similar to Hulkenberg, he's just kind of had a mediocre race in a midfield car um, and done all right, but not done in anything particularly bad, but not done anything great either. So five out of 10. And that's exactly what I've gone for as well. Five out of 10, it it just seems like that Alfa Romeo is struggling for pace. Full stop, Valtteri couldn't keep drivers behind. He went on, a, obviously, the long sort of hard stint um, in his in, after his pit stop. And yeah, and Joe just had quite an anonymous race, really. Uh, wasn't able to make any positions up. In fact, lost a couple from qualifying. Um, so yeah, five out of 10. You, you kind of wonder, should it be less? But I think we kind of understand where this Alfa Romeo is supposed to be. And it's not, it's not anywhere great. near the points. No, it's not good, <laughs> so, so there you go. Next up, Oscar Piastri. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Qualified 19th, finished 19th. Tommy's biggest mm. good surprise. This is what happens uh, when Tommy Sorry, does Oscar. this. Uh, I have gone for a four out of 10 um, because that McLaren is woeful. And I'm kind of using Lando as a benchmark here. And the fact that he was, and of course, he got a bit of contact from um, from De Vries at the start, but he still was able to make absolutely no progress. So I'm going to give Oscar a four out of 10. I don't think it's deserving of any less because he didn't make any catastrophic errors or whatnot. It was just a really poor weekend for McLaren. Yeah, McLaren were awful. Oh, it's a difficult one. I, I don't know. I think... I'm going to go for a, f- no, I'm, I'm going to go for a four out of 10 because he is 19th and got lapped. So he's kind of not done anything wrong, but I thought maybe he'd be a bit closer to Lando, but it's difficult when the McLaren is just so, so bad, <laughs> like really bad. It's a painful time to be a McLaren fan. I do keep thinking of you, uh, you Papaya Army. I'm so, so sorry. Uh, Lando Norris, he qualified 16th. Finished the race in 17th. His top five percentage, Tommy, is getting absolutely oh, hammered. Yeah, right? is, no, top it? 10, sorry, isn't yeah. it? Finishing in the top 10 is getting absolutely hammered, that percentage. Ouch. Um, I've gone for a six out of 10. It's just a decent... <laughs> that is the <laughs> highest grade for a 17th place yeah, I have ever heard. But he's beaten his teammate, and I think the car is just dreadful. Like I, I do genuinely think it was the worst car there. So he's it's kind of like middle of the road, but he gets an extra point because he beat his teammate. Um, just that, yeah, he's the McLaren is awful, basically. There's nothing more he could have done really with it. Uh, but you know, I can't give him like a seven or an eight just because he got the most out of an absolute woeful car because he still finished six, uh, 17th. Wow, it's just so yes. bad. So, yeah, horrendous. So yeah, and if you give him a 7 or 8 out of 10, you'll be seeing that clip on social media very, very soon. British bias. Uh, <laughs> I, I have gone for a 5 out of 10 for Lando. I can't I can't bring myself to give him any higher than that for finishing 17th. Like, that is absolutely abysmal for McLaren. Um, we don't actually know what happened in their races because they never featured. They didn't do any overtaking, as far as I remember. The only thing was Lando getting hit, and then I remember seeing him in the background of some car coming out the pits. That was the only time we really ever saw him. Um, so, yeah, 5 out of 10 for Lando. Lando. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated French Open in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May the 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Okay, next up is Pierre Gasly. Qualified fifth, finished the race in eighth. Uh, For me, I've gone for a nine out of 10. I think it was a really impressive performance, both in qualifying and also in the race. At one point, he was sticking in that first stint with Sainz and Alonso. And I was like, well, what's going on here? Pierre Gasly is driving the wheels off this Alpine. uh, And of course, eventually fell back a little bit. But I think he drove brilliantly and deserves all the plaudits uh, for finishing eighth best well not just above best of the rest because stroll obviously was a bit further behind as well uh so yeah that that is the top that he could have achieved really good from gasly uh nine out of ten yeah brilliant qualifying brilliant in the race put that alpine where it shouldn't be and yeah imagine thinking it was going to be the biggest flop is that it? I thought there was going to be more talking. I, I, no, that's, that is that's it. That's all you have. That's all the thoughts you have on I Pierre just, Gasly. Just... A nine out of ten performance. This poor bloke. Like you gotta come on. Let's I've let's just sing from the rooftops. Okay. Pierre it, Gasly, it was, what it a was man! Brilliant. Yeah, I think I think the most impressive thing for me was the fact that he was there racing, uh, you know, Alonso and Science at the start, and thinking. I said this in the in the Twitch actually, and a lot of people agreed with me. Alpine is the hardest team to judge ever. Are they mm. actually in that top four team bracket, or are they dreadful? 
I can't work it out. Um, very strange. But Gasly was brilliant. Yeah, I think it may be just the fact that they are toing and froing with their performances. A little bit like Mercedes, although we definitely class them in the top four, where sometimes they'll just turn up and be yeah. amazing and other times uh, not so great. Um, we now go to Esteban Ocon, qualified eighth, finished the race in ninth. I've gone for a seven out of ten. Uh, decent drive to finish behind his teammate, uh, but Gasly was the the quicker teammate than him. Um, so yeah, there's not a lot to say. Quite a quiet race for for Espan Ocon, really. Uh, dropped places at the start, but it was because he was on the hard tire and then had the the better strategy to kind of come through and didn't actually finish that far behind uh, Gasly in the end. But he had the the better strategy, uh, and I don't think was the better driver in the weekend. So yeah, seven out of ten. I'm going to give Esty Bestie an 8 out of 10, um, just purely because he maximised the result as best as he could behind his teammate, finished ninth, still a couple of points. I love how a great weekend for Alpine now is maybe 8th and ninth or ninth and 10th because of the top four teams. So <laughs> the points don't really reflect how well they perhaps have driven. So I think Esteban did a great job. Uh, so 8 out of 10 for him, obviously slightly off Pierre, but but still worthy of, of quite a, a high score, I would say. Uh, we now go to Lewis Hamilton, qualified 13th, finished the race in 6th. Uh, I've gone for a 7 out of 10 uh, for Lewis this weekend. I think that obviously self-inflicted qualifying, put himself on the back foot, drove well uh, to get back up to 6th, past Charles, good, don't want to talk about it, at the end of the race. And... Yeah, was on the the better strategy as well, I would say. Um, the hard to mediums clearly worked really well with Verstappen and also uh, with Hamilton as well. Um, but no, a solid drive. I don't think it's deserving of any higher because he should be finishing sixth if he didn't have that qualifying um, blunder. So yeah, I'm going to go with 7 out of 10. I've gone 7 out of 10 as well. Um, yeah, self-inflicted. Although you can argue that it's very similar to, to Baku where the, the Mercs were incredibly close actually in qualifying. Uh, and the tiniest margin knocked one of them out into Q2. But that that's what happens. And uh, yeah, Hamilton starting way down the order. Um, he was always going to have a, a tough time, but made his way through nicely, had the better strategy, uh, as we found out in the end, that hards were the way to go and then mediums at the end, um, and picked his way through to finish sixth. So yeah, decent, if not not particularly amazing, but just a good drive. And for those that have missed it, we apologised for Baku rating and we both uh, upgraded his 7 to an 8, didn't we, Tommy? After for, for reviewing the footage that they didn't chart. show. Yeah, that they didn't show uh, a lot of the, uh, the overtakes that Hamilton did in Baku. Um, yes, he went up to an 8 for that race. Uh, but 7 this time, um, even though some people are like, ah, it should be an 8. But we'll see. <laughs> you can tell Team LH is just always on the back of my mind every time we rate Hamilton. Yeah, literally. We're like, <laughs> so sorry. Uh, George Russell, uh, he qualified 6th, finished the race in 4th. I've gone for a 9 out of 10 for George Russell. I think he got the maximum out of a Mercedes, which didn't look particularly good all weekend. And I completely agree with you, Matt, that I think it's completely underplayed just how well he's doing against Lewis Hamilton. Maybe it's because we kind of expected him to be really good and it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, he's, um, you know, Hamilton's ahead in the championship, of course. Um, But... In terms of pace, there's not really anything to choose between them a lot a lot of weekends. It seems like they're always together on track. They're two of the closest teammates, I'd say, on the grid. So um yeah, George got the maximum he possibly could out that Mercedes, I think. So yeah, great drive. 
Yeah, I have gone for a 9 out of 10 as well, although I'm now like, again, what more could he have done in that Mercedes that was pretty dreadful in qualifying and then managed to get sixth in quali because of, again, the carnage with Charles Leclerc causing. Um, so, yeah, oh, it's difficult. It's very close to a 10, but I don't think that maybe if you got a podium, perhaps it would be a 10. Um, so, yeah, 9 out of 10 uh, for me, for, for George. Completely reiterate what you said there, Tommy, about what you said about what I said was that, yes, I don't think it's spoken about enough that George is doing such an incredible job at that Mercedes. He is so very consistent as well. Um, sometimes he'll be a, a tiny bit off Hamilton, but he's still there or thereabouts every weekend. Um, and that's why he is a future world champion um, in the years to come when he gets a championship winning car, whether that'll be with Mercedes or someone else. We do not know. Who knows? Uh Carlos Sainz is up next. We move to Ferrari. Woohoo. Qualified third and finished the race in fifth. I've gone for a seven out of 10 for Carlos uh, for this weekend. Uh, of course, made that blunder in the race for going too fast uh, in the pits, but didn't actually affect his position in the end. Uh, did well in qualifying, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, I think that that's probably the maximum he could have done um, didn't really have the pace though with that Ferrari so it's difficult is, is a 7 too harsh did he do well but he did fall off towards the end and the fact that he only beat Charles by I think it was 15 on track but obviously with the penalty it would have been 10 I don't know maybe felt like he should have been slightly closer to, to Alonso and Russell ahead but yeah it's difficult to again it's difficult to sort of place this Ferrari because only last week we're in Baku and Charles finishing you know, on the podium. It, it doesn't make any sense, but I think a 7 out of 10 is right. I mean, it's all opinion, but I have also gone for a 7 out of 10 because I believe that the Ferrari maybe could have had a, a bit more in them. Uh, maybe not a podium, but a, a P4, maybe when, you know, Sainz uh, qualified where he did. Whether the the penalty actually did anything in the end, I'm not. I'm not too sure, but maybe he would have been a bit more feisty with Russell if he didn't have the penalty and knew that he could stay ahead of him. But yeah, that Ferrari uh, in that race was very much Ferrari of old, where qualified, uh, looking very good in qualifying. Um, Science was actually on the back of Alonso and in that first stint, but then tyres just became uh, crumbly. Yeah, Carlos said um, after the race that he went out on the hards and then basically messed them up within a few laps and then it was really difficult from there. So uh, whether that's driver error of pushing the the the, uh, the car too hard and he, I think he regretted as well going for the undercut on, on Alonso uh, and pitting uh, five laps before uh, before Fernando to get track position, but then in the end that didn't actually <laughs> that work out. That was not out. a good strategy when Ferrari are the worst on their tyres and Aston are one of the best. Yeah, that's a very good point it. actually. Ferrari are terrible on their tyres, so I wonder what they were thinking. Uh, we now go to Charles Leclerc, qualified seventh, finished the race in seventh. Oh, this one's tricky. I've gone for a five out of ten um, because seventh is actually a, a kind of solid result when I think he's probably had one of the messiest weekends he's had in a very long time and one of his worst as a Ferrari driver, really, and, and just not not looking particularly great. But when it mattered in the race... He bagged uh, a result, if not a spe it's not a particularly spectacular result, but 
he managed not to crash, um, which is what he did in obviously qualifying and practice. So yeah, weekend to forget um, for Charles, but ironically, uh, seventh is actually one of his better results this year because of how of his bad luck and stuff. So yeah, I was going to say it's one of his uh, top scoring <laughs> top scoring races this year. Pain. Um, I have also gone for a five out of ten. I think that you know you take into account all the crashes and whatnot, which of course put him on the back foot, but not actually as much of a back foot as you would think. Starting seventh after crashing in quali. Um, but yeah, I think it was a very mediocre race for Charles. You know, he seemed really disappointed in the post-race interview as well um, with, with his entire weekend and one he'll definitely not re- look to remember any, at any point in the near future. Uh, so yeah, straight down the middle of the road, I think for Charles five out of 10 Sergio Perez, our penultimate driver to rate qualified first finished the race in second. I have gone for an 8 out of 10 uh, for Checo this weekend. I think he did a good job, obviously, getting on pole with a great lap in that first uh, first sort of run in Q3. Um, but I, I have to take a couple of points off just by the fact that he got beaten by Max, who started ninth. I think it is. it wasn't one of Checo's best performances. Of course, he started on the less preferential strategy as well, which it turned out to be. It's not what everyone thought it was going to be because if you look at how many drivers started on the hards, a lot of teams thought the hards were the way to go at the, at the beginning. Although actually, sorry, the mediums even. And then the hards were the few that I, I completely messed that up. The mediums were the ones to start on and only a few started on the hards. Um, but yeah, it just didn't work out for Sergio. It was still a good drive, still finished second, still in the championship hunt. But yeah, to get beaten by Max, that's going to hurt for uh, a few days. Yeah, I've gone for an 8 out of 10 as well. It's, it's going to be a difficult thing to grade the Red Bulls when... Essentially, you can have a not too great race and still be second. Um, but I do think he did a good job throughout the throughout the weekend. Uh, Max obviously ended up having the better uh, strategy, as it turned out. But Max was just the quicker driver, and I think uh, Sergio will be disappointed with being beaten by Max when he started way down the order. Um, so yeah, uh, it's an eight out of ten. Still uh, keeps him. Keeps him in shot of that, uh, the Rosberg narrative of uh, <laughs> if Max has some DNFs and problems, that's hey, all, it's all you've got to be, you've just got to be in it. You've got Monaco coming up as well. You never know what's going to happen. More street tracks to come. Uh, finally, Max Verstappen, qualified ninth, finished the race in first. This one's really difficult because he, I'm going to go for a 10 just because. His race was so good. Um, I, I was almost going to give him a nine because he made that mistake in qualifying and made it difficult for him. But the way he made it up in that race, it was such a good race that I think he deserves, um, you know, to be up there with with one of the the best performing drivers. Um, had so much pace. Uh, I think another thing about uh, his drive from ninth. We've seen drivers in the past um, go from middle of the grid to the front, and it might they might have had a little bit of fortune from a safety car or yellow like there wasn't a single yellow flag or a safety car, and he's managed to get from ninth to win the race comfortably. Yeah. Um, it was just a, a brilliant drive. 
I've also gone for a 10 out of 10. No other rating is deserved here for Max. I know that there was that small error in qualifying, but the way in which he went about scything his way through the field, the pace he put put in uh, during that sort of later stage of his hard stint was unbelievable. The fact that he kept pumping in fastest laps, the fact that Checo didn't reel him in at all, if anything, Checo lost time to him. Coming out one, one and a half seconds behind, nailing his overtake on Sergio it it is just an unbelievable drive and I think some people from funniest tweets felt like oh, I was just about the car but obviously the twitch clips are just specific moments in time where I'm like oh my god he's got nitrous and going past Leclerc and Magnussen but his drive was still perfection like he 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 navigated his way through beautifully so Max did a great job not every driver would be able to do that especially with your teammate starting on pole um, but Max, yeah, unbelievable drive. Uh, and now finally, we go to our P1 driver of the weekend. Who are we going to crown our 10 out of 10 driver? I am going to go for Max Verstappen. I don't think you can go for anyone else for P1 uh, for this weekend. Just too good. Just absolutely too good. Oh, this one's difficult for me because it's like choosing... I imagine this is how parents feel when they, if like you had to pick between who's your favorite child, Fernando and Fernando Max, and Max. Um, I think I'm going to go Fernando just because Max did make that mistake in qualifying and made it difficult for himself. Whereas I think Fernando had a cleaner weekend and just maximized every session really uh, and did everything he could in that Aston Martin. Um, so yeah, we'll go. We'll be different and go for Fernando. Oh, exciting. How lovely. We didn't agree on something. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, there you go. Then that is the F1 driver ratings for the Miami Grand Prix. Tommy, what are your final thoughts, please, sir? My final thoughts are I'm kind of disappointed that I have to give Alonso a 10 because I was saving it for a win, but that Red Bull's so good that I think we might be <laughs> waiting a while. So just going to have to grade uh, drivers based on the fact that that Red Bull is in a league of its own. Absolutely. Um, good job to Fernando. Well done, mate. I'm sure you know, you'll know you be buzzing with Tommy's uh, sure there in, in his final thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And my final thoughts are we've got a week break. So that means we've got time to just take a deep breath before we have a triple header uh, full of mm. absolute glory. And of course, Imola is up next. Will we see any overtaking? Probably not because it's like a narrow single lane um, carriage, isn't it really? But we will hey, it's see. Monaco after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it's Monaco, which is obviously known for its overtaking. And of course, we are actually going out to Italy filming something very, very special. Very, very special with Cannot some particular drivers in red. Um, so look forward to that content coming probably in a few weeks, a couple of weeks. But um, yes, we are absolutely buzzing to go and do that. So you'll have to wait for that bit of content. But we'll see you very soon for lots more podcasts, Twitch streams and YouTube stuff. And we'll see you there. Bye. Bye. P1 is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.